Hello and welcome to another episode of Quiz Time India. I'm your host and quiz master Aditya. And in today's episode, hi, my name is Tilak Shah and I'm the founder of Ace of Pubs. Joining me on the podcast for a round of quizzing is Tilak Shah. What was this style thanks of music for, called? Thanks for like the biggest spoiler alert anyone has ever given me. Like for the rest of my life if I am. So I did some research. I've picked some he questions. He did the math on how much the 1% of people who don't use the button. Uh, have you seen The Terminator? Ladies and gentlemen, the show is about to begin. Hello and welcome. Did you know on a normal keyboard the longest word that can be made using the letters only on one row is typewriter Did you know a coat hanger is just about a century old Albert J Parkhouse designed a coat hanger in 1903 by twisting wire to hang his and his co-workers clothes And if you didn't know such meaty and peaty trivia you have come to the right place Quiz Time India a podcast with all the right answers to all the wrong questions and if you don't trust me on that just listen to what lakshmi mohan had to say she says i just discovered podcast recently and i stumbled upon yours just wanted to tell you i loved it and will definitely recommend this to other people who i know would appreciate this thank you so much lakshmi for tuning in and thank you so much for sending in such great words now let us begin this week's episode And first up is the matter of the audience question. Last week we had comedian Kajol Srinivasan on the quiz and this was her question. Uh, a very well-known author when uh, they were attending Harvard they were expected to serve tea and cookies to uh, senior students. Okay? And this author is well known because uh, right now she has an uh, a, a, a very popular serial out okay which is based on her work and um, this experience of hers kind of reflects in her work that she was made to serve tea and cookies to male students in Harvard even though she was at the same level as them who is this author and the correct answer was Margaret Atwood and the one to give the correct answer was Shivam Rai. Thank you so much Shivam for participating. And by the way, one of our regular listeners, Akshay Kumar Singh, had this to say about the question. Margaret Atwood, the Canadian writer who of course wrote The Handmaid's Tale, is a real interesting personality. She invented something called the long pen, an electronic pen that lets people sign books remotely via a robotic hand. perfect for these times if you can get a hold of it and now to this week's quiz this week on the podcast we have tilak shah tilak is the founder of ace of pubs a cuisine company based out of mumbai conducting events across the world he left his corporate job to take up hosting corporate shows on a full time basis and in between that he somehow stumbled upon pub quizzing today ace of pubs serves the best brands in india and abroad I in fact have also hosted a few quizzes with Ace of Pubs and I'm looking forward to have Tilak here. He's also one of those people who are up to some interesting innovations when it comes to quizzing. So without wasting any further time, I welcome you all to Quiz Time India. 
All right, Tilak, welcome to Quiz Time India. Thank you so much for taking out the time and joining me on the podcast. It's good to have you here. Aditya, thanks a lot for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you. It's been a while since we have quizzed or attended each other's quizzes. So it's good to be doing this with you again after a long long time. Let me tell you the rules. Let me repeat the rules once again, and especially for those who have joined us for the first time on the podcast. The rules are quite simple. We both take turns asking each other questions. We both have a set of questions ready, trivia that we found interesting, trivia that we found uh, the other person might enjoy. We'll take turns asking questions and if and when hints are required we both can provide as many hints as possible and hopefully through the quiz through the entire session we both get to learn something new and so does our audience. Does that make sense Tilak? Sounds incredible. I'm really excited for this but also at the same time I'm concerned about the questions you're going to ask me and if I'm going to be able to answer them. So let's see what happens. <laughs> So I did some research. I've picked some questions which I think you will enjoy. Mm, but good to know. For now, yeah. <laughs> I'll start out with the yes. first question. Okay. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. All right. So this story starts in the year 1902. Mhm. On one fine day, J H Davies, a brewer in England, was sitting at his pub and thinking mm-hmm. about what gift to get his daughter Elise Elise was going to turn 12 so JH Davies her father who as i mentioned was a brewer was sitting at his pub and wondering what gift to get her daughter it just so happened at that moment a saint bernard a huge saint bernard walked into the bar the saint bernard the dog's name was major and soon after showed up a person called Harry Stafford who was looking for the dog aha uh-huh. Davies and Stafford got talking and Davies the pub owner the brewer got to know that Stafford was looking to raise money for a particular venture of his <laughs> yes yes okay and Davies offered him a deal Davies said that I would invest in Harry Stafford's venture and in return Mm-hmm. Harry Stafford would give him the dog so that he could gift it to his little daughter Elise. Simple as that. Now Tilak, Stafford agreed to the deal and today that venture is worth close to 4 billion dollars. Can you tell me what was that particular venture of Stafford's in which Davies invested? Um I mean I I'm it's a podcast so you can't see me through this and I think but from the from the time when you mentioned Harry Stafford yeah. I had a big smile on my face because I knew exactly what you were talking about the answer is Manchester United and now I understand what you were saying when you said that you have done a little bit of research and you have looked me up a little bit to get the correct questions Absolutely right absolutely correct Harry Stafford was the captain of Newton Heath which was the name with which the club was known before before and the club wasn't doing exceedingly yes, well in fact the dog major during the games a mm-hmm. uh, newton heath games harry stafford had a plate or a cup tied to major's neck and major would go around in the stands and people would throw some money in and that is how the club was surviving and finally since oh wow i didn't know that days were not nice. going it wasn't doing so well this marketing gimmick of harry stafford's mm-hmm. and then especially with the fact that he lost his dog he thought it's all over but then he ran into davies and davies said you know what i'll take up some of the money required 
and he got some other industrialists from the Manchester area of England and together they coined the name Manchester United and that is how the biggest club in the world was born so well done you knocked it out of the park you put wow. it in the top corner well done yeah <laughs> yes thanks man uh, i know this answer because especially because i've uh, been very fortunate and i'm very grateful and humbly i've gotten a chance to visit old trafford on multiple occasions uh-huh. and if you go there regardless of no recent uh, addition <laughs> to trophies uh i still make sure i'm i'm a part of the museum and stadium tour just because there's so much to still know and learn about the club True. and keeping that in mind harry stafford has a very special place in the very start of the museum tour because they're talking about how it all began so they're speaking about newton yes. heath and then they're talking about um i i didn't know about the story i of course will be 100% honest with you but when you mentioned harry stafford that's when it opened up for me and i know that uh, you know there's this big uh picture of him holding a football I, I, i'm almost certain it's in black and white but i don't must recall but i'm i mean it was, was 1902 yeah, yeah must yeah. have been yeah so uh he this this gentleman was uh, i think if i'm not mistaken also played for england i'm not very sure so i mean but then back then the kind of uh popularity of players yeah uh, because of lack of media presence or otherwise wasn't as much but yeah he was pretty big back then and then yes the club that we love is thanks to him but yeah that was the first question and well done tilak yes thank you i'm glad uh, i could get it uh and great to always know a little more about manchester united whatever it may be at the start or at the end okay uh does this mean it's my chance yes absolutely please go ahead awesome so uh aditya i'm not exactly sure if you're aware but uh acer pubs actually conducted their first quiz for google india last week and uh, right. it's an absolute feather in our hat of sorts and i thought that i'll pick my first question from there aha uh-huh. something which is very interesting about google as a company that uh, that i had to share it with you all right go ahead i hope i live up to the google okay. standards <laughs> okay so the question i think of a sure. phenomenon which is or which was causing google to lose a lot of money So when Sergey Brin and Larry Page started Google, they wanted it to be the best in the search business. And so it was their ambition to get the best result mm. in the first link or in the first page itself. In other search engines, one has to browse more pages to get the best results. But this presented Google a very big disadvantage because of the X feature. X yeah. is the answer that I'm looking for. X is that phenomenon which caused Google a lot of uh, losses. So I'm going to repeat that last bit. But this entire mm-hmm. situation of X presents a very big disadvantage for Google, which will lead the user to a third-party site directly and bypass all ads and advertisers. Because of that. Google lost potential mm-hmm. revenue from users clicking on ads close to about 110 million dollars per year between the late uh, 2000s era between 2005 and 2010 they lost close to 110 million dollars per year on average because of this one feature which was mm. their own unique quirky feature do you know what feature i'm talking about hmm I have heard a story a while back 
I'm not sure if it's the same one, but I've heard the story about. So if you go to the Google homepage, there's a Google search, and I'm feeling lucky. The I'm feeling lucky causes a whole lot of how the computational, uh-huh. the baggage which it led to. Does this have to do with again with the whole uh, people were clicking on I'm feeling lucky, and thus they were not going through the top pages. Instead, they were taken directly to a page where they got their job done, and thus you don't get to see the Google ads. Absolutely, absolutely spot on. The answer was the "I'm feeling lucky" button, and uh, as you rightly said, wow. that button. Suppose if you type uh, "pub quiz happening near me," mm-hmm. so if you type "pub quiz happening near me" and then you click the "I'm feeling lucky" button, yeah, uh, there is a good chance mm-hmm. that Google will directly take you to the Ace of Pubs website. So what that yeah. means is, if there are any other advertisers who would have wanted their ad to be visible to someone searching these keywords, those advertisers would be completely ignored because the page has directly yeah. the Google search engine has directly yeah. redirected the people to the Asapubs website, and so not only would Google lose out on a customer, but they would also lose out on ad revenues because no one would have clicked on that link. So that is the the story behind it, and in fact, it goes on to a little more. Marissa Mayer, before she moved on to Yahoo, said in an interview in two thousand and seven, "I would say the I am feeling lucky route is used or clicked less than one percent of the times when we are considering or comparing it to all the searches that go through a search engine." So I'm quoting, unquoting her. I would say it's less than one percent of our searches are done through the I am feeling lucky route. Uh, there was another person in the interview, Tom Chavez, who headed a company called Rapt, that is R E P T, that helps determine what advertising real estate on a web page is worth. He did the math mm-hmm. on how much the one percent of people who don't use the button are okay. costing the company in November two thousand and seven, and that one percent, comparing it to the total okay. ad revenue, came up to a massive hundred and ten million dollars per year for Google as a loss. Something that they thought was wow. quirky. Imagine. Yeah, yeah, Just absolutely. Imagine. And such a innocuous feature, right? Yes. Great. Now it's time for your next question. The next question has to do with the Cold War. The story goes that in Soviet Russia, Beatles mm-hmm. and some other artists and bands such as Roy Orbison or even Bob Dylan were not allowed. since they didn't adhere to the communist party okay. principles or they were too american for the russian audience but there was a tiny group of young people who wanted to listen to rock and roll and they would dress up in stylish clothes which seemed very western and throw parties the soviet government even had a name for them they called them still yagi which basically means style hunters So making fun of right. them that these guys are just aping the American society. So as I said, these artists and bands were not allowed. So these still yagi, these young kids, okay, figured out a new way of making homemade records. So what used to happen was that eventually one or two copies of these Beatles and all these artists mm. of their tracks would end up somehow reaching. Soviet Russia and then these kids would get access to them mm-hmm. now for them the trick was to make multiple copies of it the problem was that they couldn't find vinyl then that time there were no cassettes or CDs you had to make right. vinyls and vinyl wasn't too common for a common person to just go and make a copy of what they had to do was they had to get a material okay. on which they could reprint these tapes on 
and they found this material in hospital trash bins. They then used a traditional wax disc cutter and a recording lathe to etch copies of the album onto the material, which they cut in a circle with scissors before burning a hole in the middle with a cigarette. And voila, an album could be played on the turntable. I need you to tell me what was this material and hence what was this style of music called? Um, this The initial part of your question was like on the lines, okay, this is ringing a bell somewhere. And I think the answer is, is glaring at me, staring at me, but I don't seem to have a direction to go on with this. So th- let, let me get this right. There was some material inside a hospital, which was or rather disposed from a hospital or from hospitals at large. And they used that material to reprint what was the term to reprint is it uh to reprint yes so basically they took the original copy and uh, they cut that material into okay. the shape of a vinyl disc and they etched the album on it using some tools and they made a hole right. in this middle of that material with a cigarette and it pretty much so looked like a vinyl that copy so circular and you're saying that they made a hole in the center of it and points towards a compact disc but I don't see how or maybe I, uh, I'm not aware of how that could be connected to potential waste from a hospital. Am I thinking on the right lines? Absolutely not, right? It is in the shape of a vinyl record but they had to cut it. They cut it into the okay. shape. So originally this material was not in that shape. They cut it into the shape and then they laid the track on it and you know put a hole through the middle so that they can put it on the turntable put the needle down and the music would play this is nothing on the lines of a cassette or a cd then that's fair to rule out completely yes it is a it's a extremely unusual tool to play music on the fact that they did this yeah, there's, it's not like uh, something came of it which we see in our lives in some form. Like they came up with the equipment like a CD which we see in some form. No, this is totally unique and just in that moment in history. This really gets one thing. Good, very nice question, but okay, let me think this through one last time. Russia, Soviet... Yes, please go on. Um, I think your best guess would be to go yeah, with the hospital yeah. hint. Because rest of it is just fluff and come to think of it. It's just that they found this material in hospital trash bins, primarily there. So we're talking about syringes and bandages and... Yes, yes, go on. Neither of those two, but go on. What else would you associate with a hospital equipment? Uh, or medical equipment? Uh, we're talking about... Uh... I don't know what's the term, but the blood banks, the, the object in which you store liquids, blood, and on those lines. No, not those. Just think of it. It was something which was cut into a circular shape. So maybe... Yeah, I can imagine. But the fact that we have zeroed it, I mean, you have zeroed it down so well. And the fact that it's still not clicking is something which makes me want to try even harder. But you're absolutely right. It's absolutely peculiar and <laughs> it's not striking. What What is the answer, Aditya? So they figured out that the x-rays, you know, the x-ray sheet that can be used to etch an album on. So what they did was, and it became a thing which was on all over Russia, 
that Western music was captured on the interiors of Soviet citizens. So someone got a fracture, they had an X-ray. That X-ray would be cut into a circle, and the album would be laid on top of it, and that would be put on the turntable. So you had people stacking X-rays of random people's <laughs> bone dislocations, chest X-rays, and stuff like that. Wow! And all of them had albums hidden inside. Wow! When I came to know about this, I really blew my mind. Like, where all can the human mind go? How adaptive we are! It's yeah. brilliant. Where there's a will, there is definitely a way. Absolutely, a way. Incredible. Good one, man. Very nice question. You're there. You're almost there. You picked up the only important thing that you needed to pick up from the question. That was the hospital. Yeah. Bit. Well, you guided me throughout. Now, it's your turn. Yes. Uh, Ask me a question. Let's go. So this is the second question. Uh, what's going to happen in this is I am yeah. going to um, narrate a very short story from history, and that the story is. Okay. Allegedly or reportedly, the cause behind a very popular phrase that you and I and every other person uses in the English language as on date. So this is a very popular English phrase, and I'm telling you the, or rather, I'm sharing with you the original story of this phrase. So it's going to be a very uh, well spelt out meaning, and all you have to do is tell me what phrase am I talking about. In my opinion, for uh, having known you for this long, I think this would be something that you would be able to crack uh, right at the word go. But let's see, let's see how how it goes. Let's see. So yeah. So the person I'm talking about is a legendary British mm, naval yeah. hero, Horatio Nelson. In 1801's Battle of Copenhagen, Nelson's ships were pitted against a large Danish Norwegian mm-hmm. fleet. when his more conservative superior officer flagged for him to withdraw nelson brought his telescope to his eye and blithely proclaimed i really do not see the signal because of his ignorance or because of him ignoring his superior's conservative order of always trying to fall back he eventually went on to score a decisive victory mm-hmm. this entire story that i just shared with you ditya supposedly gave rise to what phrase hmm. interesting so horatio nelson is going to war against the danish and there is a battle of fleet of ships on the other side his yes. commander gives him a signal to fall back and he kind of mocks semi mockingly correct mentions that i did not see the signal for falling back he goes on yes. ahead and uh, That's is victorious is what you said and because of that so uh, had he had he heard phrase. his boss had he heard his conservative superior and followed his orders they probably would have gone on to no forget a decisive victory or not but mm-hmm. probably end up losing the war as well as they say so this is something that horatio nelson did wow. which led to nice. a popular phrase which we use very frequently i have a chart like to share but uh, before that of course i want to give you the chance to go have a go at it yourself so i'm thinking Yeah. It's quite interesting how words and how language travels. He of course did not pay heed to his yeah. 
commander, which if he did would have caused much more damage. Yet he went ahead and did something which saved them and got the victory. So mm, no, no, not a no, no, not yeah. a stitch. I was thinking for a moment, stitch in time saves. No, it can't be stitch in time saves nine. Definitely not. So I think something saves the day. No. Yes, I think I'll give you my first hint. So you, while you were trying to repeat the question for yourself, while you were trying to summarize my question, you said that he uh, was given an order by his superior and he uh, went against it. So this is nothing to do with the superior or with anything on those lines, but the fact that uh, Horatio Nelson yeah. had another approach to it. He ignored. the comment or the order or the command that was given to him it's on the latter half it's not on the fact that it was a superior or anything on those things this is the first hint which does not make things a lot better i have a second one which hmm. should ideally get you to the answer did he throw caution to the wind i mean that's an apt and relevant usage in this uh, situation but uh, not the not the answer that i was looking for ah uh. Oh, <laughs> I thought I had it for a moment. It's something on the lines of uh, what Horatio Nelson did, and not his uh, superior. So, had it been throwing caution to the wind, I think that would have been an act of the superior uh, trying to, you know, warn his uh, commander or uh, or the naval hero. Uh, but the thing is not about what the superior did. The thing is about hmm. what Horatio Nelson did. Our subject. So I think I'll go ahead and give What? you the second hint, which is very important. Uh, for a moment, I thought it might be something on the lines of fortune favors the brave, but I don't think it's much to do with fortune, rather than to do about a person's abilities. Correct me if I'm absolutely. wrong. Absolutely, you're absolutely right in terms of uh, your reasoning for why that is not the right answer. Yeah. Okay. Then I would need a hint. Yes. Okay. The second hint, uh, while the story is. Uh, found in history books and what not uh, i mean very specific history books because no one uh, it's not a very <laughs> uh, widely spoken about battle between the uh, brits and the danish norwegian fleet and stuff like that so hmm. uh, the hint is that the image that goes in the books with this has our hero horatio nelson who is using oh. a binocular so it's one of those binoculars which you use for one eye not for both the eyes okay. so when so when yeah, yeah. nelson is saying that i really do not see the signal he is seen looking at through his binoculars while passing that comment does that give you a little more focus towards the eyes and towards his approach mm -hmm. of not obeying his conservative boss's command Isn't there a saying something to miss or something for a something? I don't think that is also what it is. Let me just let me just think of the scenario here. We have Horatio on the deck. If you give this a few minutes, there's no way you can not get it. Just yeah, mull over it. You'll get it. So there's Horatio on the deck with his uh, the telescope. I'm imagining it's one of those old stretchable telescopes, and he is saying that I did not see any single. He hmm. turned a blind eye. Oh, that's it! You got it, man. To turn a blind eye is the right answer. <laughs> Lovely, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. That was gratifying. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, again, when I found out about this, well, while I was um, when I came across it the first time, amazing story to know. 
I'm so relieved and I'm like satiated with that trivia to finally be able to get that to turn a blind eye. That's what he did to the commander. Yes. That was yes. a nice question. That was a good question. Thanks, man. Hello. If you are an undergraduate student in Karnataka, not just Bangalore but anywhere in Karnataka, this is a chance for you to take part in one of the most prestigious and biggest bio quizzes in the country. The Department of IT and BT Government of Karnataka is presenting the Bengaluru Tech Summit BTS and we are having a bio quiz for any student from any field as long as you're an undergraduate student. Please check out events.skillablers.com/bioquiz2020 that's b i o q u i z 2020 to register for the quiz. It'll be done virtually. The finals will be in person and you have a chance to win multiple prizes and certificates and also meet some people in the field. You can also mail us at enquiry@bengalurutechsummit.com. See you there. Now I have a question for you. This question yes. is not really a question. I'll tell you on the outset hmm. itself. It's hmm. more of a very interesting trivia that I found. Now I've tried to put a garb of question over it. Mm-hmm. So let's see if uh, I can lead you to it, and let's see if you can figure out what it is. Okay, so, sure. In writing, in when I say writing, in uh, prose and in movies and in theater, there's an interesting. trope which is used by writers through this trope they show a character's elevated or a redeemed state in the story the trope has been used in various movies uh, have you seen the terminator right, of course yes so the trope has been used in the terminator and it has to do with the protagonist okay. have you seen forest gump yes so forest gump's right. love interest jenny caron She is also an example of this trope. Recently in I think in March just before actually just before the covid shutdown theaters there was a Malayalam movie which had come okay. out called Trance and in that we had a character called Joshua Carlton. So this is a trope and I'll tell you how I got to know about it is because the story goes that Stephen King the author used this trope in his novel The Green Mile. with regard to the innocent gentle giant john coffee who is on a death okay. row critics and people who know about this trope criticized stephen king for his lack of subtlety they said for stephen king's caliber this was too in your face kind of a usage of this trope at least that is what the general criticism of okay. stephen king using this trope is all these details given can you tell me what is this trope What is this writing storytelling trope which has to do with characters which are sort of in a elevated or they redeem themselves in the story what is this trope again the examples are terminators john connor forest gumps uh, love interest in the movie jenny caron or even the malayalam movie trance or stephen king's novel green mile where john coffee is on death row can you tell me what the wow, trope is, is- This is a very interesting, and B really not uh, directing me in me personally in any. I I you have you have really elaborated very well. Um, yes. Okay, let me point you to a direction here because yes, this please. is quite random. I'll point you to direction. Mm-hmm. So the names that I have mentioned, mm-hmm. Terminator is John Connor, Forrest Gump's love interest is Jenny Caron, 
from the Malayalam movie okay. it's Joshua Carlton from the Green Mile Stephen King novel Got it's it. John Coffey do you see a pattern anywhere here yeah yeah the j and c the okay is that it wow. absolutely ha yes yes now now hmm. what i mentioned in the beginning is that through this trope they show a character's elevated or a redeemed state in the world of the story jesus christ ah okay Wow. Absolutely. Literally, I'm feeling bad. You had to spell out the answer for me, but like literally, spell it out. But that was amazing. Nice question. I was not aware of this. So, whenever you see a character with the initials JC, remember that invariably in the end of the movie, they will do the good thing. They will sacrifice themselves for the greater good, and they will be revered. Thanks for thanks for like the biggest spoiler alert anyone has ever given me like for the rest of my life if I am <laughs> firstly I'm going to wait to find out the character's name and when I do I'm going to be like thanks you've been of incredible help all these years <laughs> <laughs> So yeah it's probably Stephen King has to be blamed if he didn't do it probably I wouldn't have come to know of it but apparently oh, it wow. is uh, it happens quite a lot there's a TV show and a graphic uh-huh. novel okay. called The Preacher and the preacher's the main character his name is Jesse Custer mm. so that is the whole point of Got you it. know JC hai to yeah that person will nice. do well by the way there was something interesting have you seen the movie knives out uh i have yes i have okay i won't give any spoilers but i was watching a behind the scenes mm-hmm. thing on youtube where the director was talking okay. about a certain scene from the movie uh-huh. and he mentioned an interesting detail so you know how people use cell phones in movies so apple allows people movie makers to use a apple cell phone so if tomorrow i and you mm-hmm. start making a movie we won't have any trouble with apple saying why are you using Got our it. phones apple has only one condition that a bad guy cannot use an apple product in the movie garden So ah, if it's a ah. murder mystery and you see anyone using a apple product they are not the murderer. Oh man. <laughs> I mean that from the movie perspective or otherwise again you this is I didn't even know something like this exists. Even I didn't know. Even I didn't know. And I was shocked. Created I, a lifelong spoiler. <laughs> That's what you've done. You've created a lifelong spoiler. Okay. Thanks man. Thanks for ruining every movie. I'm not kidding. Of course. This is so good to know. This is incredible. Thanks man. Thanks for sharing. Okay cool so this is uh, uh, a very interesting question i have a list of four items for you aditya okay and uh, these four items the list is non exhaustive so there could be more additions to this list mm-hmm. but i'm for something which is very unique next these four items or experiences or objects right i am going to give you hints okay. throughout this uh, bit because uh, mm. it does require a little bit of guiding or direct uh, directing per se if that's a term that we can uh, relevantly use over here yeah so four items and you need to tell me from a consumer experience perspective what connects these four items right this is not something which is going to spring mm-hmm. up to your mind immediately so let me get on with it right away the first item sure. is an atm dispenser an atm money dispenser okay. if i can say that's the first item that i'm talking about the second one okay. is a tesla model 3 uh it could be the more teslas but in this case i'm speaking of tesla model s this is my second option the third option is 
एंड आई फोन ओके और फॉर दैट फैक्ट ऑल्सो मोस्ट ऑफ दी अदर मोबाइल फोन और मोबाइल कैमराज इन स्पेसिफिक सो एम टॉकिंग अबाउट एन आई फोन कैमरा और इवन मेजोरिटी ऑफ मोबाइल कैमराज दैट आर देर इन द मार्केट and the uh-huh. last one remember my question is what connects these four items from a consumer yeah. experience perspective aditya and the last one that i'm talking about is uh, the ongoing yeah. indian premier league or the english premier league the audiences at the ipl or the epl uh, may not be live on ground it could be uh, the audience on their television sets as well I'm going to repeat it very quickly what connects these four items from a consumer experience perspective mm-hmm. an ATM money dispenser a Tesla model 3 an iPhone or any other mobile camera for that fact and the audience at the Indian Premier League or the English Premier League any any sporting event basically hmm so tilak i don't know if you've heard the last episode i actually ah, i know for a fact that you've not heard it <laughs> because in the last episode uh-huh. i had a question and the question went the assumption most people jump to is that the sound is mm-hmm. produced by rollers at the back when in fact the sound is an entirely artificial <laughs> addition to the process the noise is produced by a speaker and purely included in the process to reassure you that your money. dash is on its way dash being money and the idea was that the atm uh-huh. has a fake sound in it which we realize <laughs> tesla yeah. so tesla is so quiet i'm imagining that they had to put a Absolutely. fake sound a speaker sound so that you would know it. there's a car coming on the street uh, and yeah, uh, the one, the cell phones so actually that was the other question that we had uh, so because yeah, of privacy issue because of privacy issues a lot of cell phone manufacturers oh, wow. <laughs> i think it started somewhere in japan that they realized uh-huh. that they need to put a camera of like if not flash sound so that because the, there was uh, upskirt pictures being taken and to reduce that so that the person would know that their picture is being taken that's where that comes in and of course the fake audience sound in our EPL and IPL games wow man that was amazing i heard uh, your uh, podcast with vivek and i think with devain over the past i didn't get a chance to catch up on the last one yeah. that you released but wow what a so coincidence i think it's an ex- example of you know if i may say so great minds thinking alike probably we both went into thinking <laughs> about the same line of questions but i think the ipl and epl one had you not known it would have been a big big uh, hint as well because of the audience and i mentioned television and everything by the way ipl i heard somewhere i think kevin peterson tweeted it okay that the sound is being actually played in the stadium in fact Oh so the cricketers also get to hear it acha i will have to verify but i think i saw a kevin peterson tweet so they're doing it on a very different level yeah i don't think that's don't the case if... in the english premier league out there there is nothing english premier league definitely not yeah yeah yes all right the so now is your time for the last question tilak will finish a question and after uh, he's done with the question if you know the answer all you have to do is go on instagram and facebook at the rate quiz time india those are the accounts you can send in your answers there you can pick one correct answer giver from there and uh, the name will be announced in the next episode so tilak over to you the last question the audience question please take it away okay awesome thanks man so if you all remember the first question that i had asked aditya was what 
phenomenon or what uh, feature is causing Google to lose so much money and then I described the entire question about how they're losing up to 110 million per year. The I am lucky button is still available on the Google homepage but their losses mm-hmm. are minimized on this on this front their losses are minimized almost 100% so the 110 million that they were losing per year has been now reduced to such a small number that it's not even considered a loss for an organization as large as Google so my question to the audience is what was that one major change Google made what was that one major addition in their services on the search engine that they made which led to this loss almost getting down to zilch what was it what is that one feature that I'm looking for there there are multiple things that they have done over the years to work on that but one major feature I can promise each and every one of you that you know of this feature aha uh-huh. So that was the question. You can send in your answers. As I mentioned earlier, you can send in your answers to at the rate quiz time India on Instagram and Facebook. So Tilak, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the podcast. If our audience would uh, like to attend one of your quizzes or uh, if you have something new coming up, please uh, let us know how do we keep track of your work and of Acer Pubs. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Ditya. Uh, thanks for having me. I mean, when you asked me, I was really excited for this. And for your audience today, uh, if anyone wishes to get updates from Ace of Pubs, you can follow us on Instagram. We're conducting a lot of quizzes online for multiple brands, various sponsors. All our quizzes are highly rewarded. Rather, all our quizzers are highly rewarded. So do, do follow us on Instagram or you could also look us up at aceofpubs.com, which is our website. We update all of our event schedules and everything over there. In fact, we should be up and running in Delhi very soon. Stay tuned. You mean a live pub quiz? Yes, that's correct. Live pub quiz. I think we should be live, hopefully. Restaurants in Delhi have been, uh, have opened up for a while now. It's been a month, a month and a half, maybe even a couple of months. So we should have our first set of events, which is going to be keeping in mind all the social distancing norms and you know mm. we never needed contact in all the precautions anyway. with all the precautions we should be there mm. next week in delhi good to hear that man it's been a while and let's hope it all goes according to the plan of course absolutely and that is all for today's episode as mentioned earlier if you'd like to send in your answers do send them to us at at the rate quiz time india on facebook and instagram this is a Studio 41 podcast, so you can send your feedback to us at at the rate podcast Studio 41 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That'll be all for today. See you guys next week.